A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday, Haley. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. You having a good day? It's been a weird day. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them about the joke. Crossing the road. Yeah. I'm on my way to work, and in front of me on the highway, I can see this little black speck, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's moving. What the heck is this? Is it going to be a cat or something? I get closer. It's definitely a chicken. <laughs> Trying to cross the <laughs> Trying, highway. It's in the middle of the highway. I, you know, swerved a little to get around it, but caused a twelve car yeah. pile up behind you. I'm really but the worried about safe. this chicken. I know. You don't know if he made it, do you? No. We're going to assume he made it. Yeah, let's assume he made it yeah. and that everyone else is safe as well. <laughs> right, right. But it's such a unique, a strange yeah. thing. And it reminded me of something that I had seen on the internet this week, scrolling around social media or something. And I watched this video of a chicken in a, in a barnyard mm-hmm. attacked by a hawk. So this hawk <laughs> okay. swirls in and tries to scoop up this chicken. Aww. And there's all these feathers going. And it's a security camera that's filming this. Yeah. And you see this other chicken across the farmyard, the barnyard, look and see this. And he just puts his head down and rushes in to the rescue, or at least trying. So he's fighting. So with, cute. Yes, he's fighting with the hawk, too. Feathers are going everywhere, and it still doesn't look good for the chicken, right? Yeah. But then, uh, uh, off to the right side of the frame, you see the real hero enter. It's a goat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he walks in, and he kind of looks around like, what is going down here? Puts his head down and goes charging the hawk. So the two chickens... Or the, yeah, the two chickens and the goat are battling against oh, the hawk my until gosh. he finally leaves the one chicken alone. They're like, they're really friends. You think the Disney movies it's like are out false. of a movie, yeah. Right. They're real. Goats aren't always jerks. So weird. Yeah. So anyway, that, that Haley's chicken story spawned all kinds of stuff. But we better get to the show. Yeah. Because we've got a lot of stuff planned. We're going to be we talking do. at the end of the show about wallpaper, some questions that we always get. And the main question is... I don't want to strip the wallpaper. Can I just paint over it? And we talk about it from time to time, but we're going to mm-hmm. talk about it again because it comes up all the time. We'll tell you why that's probably not the best idea and what you can do to kind of get around that. Exactly. And we're also going to be talking about something unique that you just bought. Yeah, I got a steamer. And originally it was just going to be for clothes and upholstered things, but there's actually so many things that you can do with a steamer. It's kind of incredible. It is. You started to tell me and I said, just don't tell me anymore because yeah. I just want to learn about it on the radio while everybody else learns about it. So we're going to get to that. We're also going to be talking about putting colors on your trim, your interior trim, not just white. Right. Everybody exactly. thinks about just going white. Going a little out of the box. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Speaking of out of the box, let's get to that. We want to talk first off about a gem of West Michigan. We've highlighted yes. different businesses or different things to do in West Michigan that we think deserve more attention than they probably get and covered a bunch of different places. Right now, we want to focus on out-of-the-box games, toys, and puzzles. There's a Zealand location. There's a Kentwood location. And now they just opened up a brand new store on 8th Street in Holland. So three locations all over the place. And you've talked about them on the radio before because they're a part of our Christmas giveaway. Yes. We've had the owner on the store, Jeff Rietveld. And yeah, he's helped us put together the game packages that we've given out at Christmas time. We're going to do that again this coming Christmas. We're going to make a fun contest. More info will come. They're really cool stores, though. I had never actually been in an out-of-the-box store. And I was blown away. I'm not really a game board, board game 
person. And you just told everybody <laughs> that that's exactly true. Yeah. It's board games. Yes. I'm not a board game person necessarily. <laughs> but you had fun But in the I store. actually had a lot of fun in the store. There's a lot of toys there. And I did actually buy a game when I was there. Yeah. So there's, there's something for everyone. Games, all kinds of unique toys, lots and lots of puzzles. Really, really fun. My family, we have spent so many hours and, of course, so many dollars <laughs> at that store. I mean, we have filled our home with games. And the thing that I've loved about it is it's just been such a great bonding experience you know we started yeah. doing this six or so years ago and you know some of the kids are moving past it just because time you know they're in college mm-hmm. and they don't have time to do board games like we used to but they still reference back to some of our favorite funny moments are happening around the table and we're just laughing our heads off having fun playing games that aren't like monopoly or you know now some people love right. those these are different from that. They're, they're definitely pushing the boundaries kinds of games. Very accessible. You can find simple stuff, complicated stuff, anything you want. Well, really and your fun. daughter, Hannah, asked for a more complicated game for her birthday that was recent. And you had a really good idea that we could all participate in. Well, yeah. The thing is, Hannah wanted, they have these escape room games, which basically it's just, if you know what an escape room is, it's, and if you don't know what one is, I guess that's who we're really yes, talking to. Yes, that's who we're talking to. If you to. know what one is, <laughs> you can just take a break for about two minutes here. But an escape room is basically a room that you're technically, you know, at least figuratively locked yes. into. And there's all kinds of puzzles that you have to figure out in order to work your way out of the game, out of that room. And you've got usually an hour or so to do that. Well, there's these board games that use cards and different elements that kind of simulate that experience. You've got an hour, you use an app on the phone or on an iPad, and it works you through. And we've done a bunch of those as a family, and we stink. (laughs) We are so bad at them, but they're so much fun. Now, we do kind of butt heads and argue because there's a lot of stress. Yeah, you're locked in a room. (laughs) But it's still so much fun. We have laughed and laughed about those. And Hannah loves them, so she asked for one. And I thought, I'm going to do her one better. You know, instead of getting her one of those for her birthday, I'm going to rent out an escape room, a real room at the Zealand location. They have three different rooms that you can rent out and you can bring, what is it, four to 12 people, I think? Yep, exactly. There's different sized rooms, so it really depends on the room that you're going to schedule to do, but... They're all different themes, mm-hmm. and you've kind of got this story ahead of time that you understand why you're in this room, and you know it's designed in a way that makes you feel like, okay, this is a serious situation. Yeah, so, so we went, <laughs> and I brought Haley because I wanted to talk about it on the radio because, again, the gem of West Michigan mm-hmm. thing. If you haven't done one of these, you should. Get some family members together and go. But we'll quickly talk about our experience without tipping any of the... Which is going to be hard. I know, I'm worried about this. We're going to be good. We're not going to tip anything because everybody needs to experience this. But we went to one where they split us up into two groups right off the bat, and we got put in separate rooms. We could see each other and hear each other, mm-hmm. but we couldn't get to each other. Yeah, and we, we were had, like locked in cells, kind yes, of. Yes, different things that we needed to do, and they hinted that maybe we had to help each other a little bit. And of course, we did. But of course... Yeah, yeah, it does get complicated. Yeah. The bottom line is Haley figured out something. And Dan didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> Haley shouted out an answer across the, the room. And I actually was in, in the other room with Andrew, my son, and I said, he said, what did Haley just say? I said, don't worry about it. We need to stay focused on our thing. <laughs> well, it turned out Haley had shouted the answer yeah. to get us out of our thing. 
Oh my goodness. We, we spent... could have been record breakers <laughs> well, for that room. That's the thing, because we actually still got out. I actually somehow guessed. Inc- I, I don't know yeah. how I did it. Dumb luck. Yeah, dumb <laughs> luck. And I got myself out of my room. And because I missed what Haley was saying, we were sidelined. For, I bet we lost 15, 20 oh, minutes least, of wasted yeah. time. Because I thought this is got to be used for something. Like, s- what is this number for? Oh, I know. But even with all of that, we beat the room. We yes. got out in time. We did. And we were told that we only needed a couple hints. We were told we were in the top 20% of all the groups. Which is pretty great. Which is amazing. And it means that if we had saved those uh, yeah, 15 yeah, yeah, yeah. minutes, we would have broken the record for we that room, which would've. was 45 minutes. It's my fault. 45 I other... minutes. We could have I know. I know, Kate. I know, Haley. You're going to have to let it go. <laughs> She's still going on about this. I'm trying to. I'm so competitive. A... I wanted the title. <laughs> We're a team. We win and lose together. And in this instance, we won. We got to remember that. We just didn't win as well as we could have. But we had so much fun. We did. The kids had fun. Everybody was able to solve certain parts of it. It's true. So many little riddles, so many little clues to figure out. So much fun. I definitely recommend it. Uh, With COVID stuff, they're running, I think they said... Half the number of rooms or half the number of appointments as they normally would. Exactly. So they've, they've got, got time in between room checkouts so that they can clean everything and sanitize it. So it's definitely a COVID safe yeah, environment. Definitely a safe environment. You can go online to ootbgames.com and you can actually schedule a room. You can call the store and you know, ask them any questions you've got about these escape rooms and they will get you figured out and lock you into a time. You can go there. I think it's 25 bucks a person. So bring some people. So much fun. Yeah, it's worth it. And all kinds of different themes. I think it's kid friendly all the way around, right? Yeah. I don't think that there's an age limit. Mm-mm. No, really, really fun. Out of the box games, toys and puzzles. You can check them out online. You can definitely stop by any of the stores. Zealand, right on Main Street. Holland on 8th Street and Kentwood. Three different locations. The Zealand one is the only one with the escape rooms. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about different colored trim, right? Yeah. This is Haley's It'll thing. It'll be fun. She's got some personal I'm going to push the boundaries experience here. with this. You're pushing against your husband on this one a little bit, right? Well, no. Okay. I'm solving a problem. Okay, solving a problem. <laughs> well, Haley's going to solve that problem in just a minute, so stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, we're back, and Haley, one of the things that I have really enjoyed over the years learning is that when I'm decorating or putting a room together, a space mm-hmm. together, or something, I came from from the period where accent walls were really big, right? And they were always red. Or forest green, you know, that stage. Mm -hmm. And I never really was big into that, but I stumbled into this idea of using colors because I always liked the idea of using colors, you know, not just neutrals, but colors, but they were always so strong and so hard to work with. Exactly. And so I loved when I stumbled into this idea of using these bold colors in unusual places. And that way you don't have to use as much of them. Exactly. You can kind of get the best of both worlds, which is really what painting trim colors, different colors other than white can do for a space. But I'll 
I'll be totally honest here. When this started happening about five years ago is when I first started seeing people paint their trim colors other than white. It was when I was a color consultant in a store, actually. I hated this idea. Really did not like it. I so thought it looked like... So what were some of the colors that they were using, just so everybody's on the um, same page? We're talking colors here, right? Color. But even like gray, like dark charcoal grays with a white wall, I just thought it looked like... You're outlining your room in Sharpie or something. Yeah. Like, it's like it looked strange. It's like comic yeah. book or something. Line drawings yes. without the paint. Exactly. So you hated it. Such a weird look. Originally. I didn't How like How in the it. world did you get to the point where you liked it? Well, I think, one, you start seeing it more and more, right? So it becomes a little bit more commonplace and not so jarring. But also, I realized exactly what we just said, that this is kind of the best of both worlds in a lot of ways. And I'm a person... That like you just said, I'm so torn always because I like color and I don't love pastels, Mm -hmm. but I like light spaces. So how do I get this, you know, more dramatic color and keep the light reflecting off the walls in the space so it doesn't feel like a dungeon? Right. Because some of these bold colors, even, you know, an accent wall or a partial wall, that can really start to overpower a Mm -hmm. space. And I like to use color in my furniture choices and curtains and all of those things. So I get kind of locked into neutral colors on the wall sometimes because Mm -hmm. of all the colors that I'm bringing in with objects. But I don't want to just paint every wall neutral colors. It's just I work for a paint company. Come on. (laughs) And that's where putting some color, even if it's a small amount, but in an unusual place, Mm -hmm. that's where the the fact that it's in an unusual spot works with the little bit of color that's there, even though there's a small amount of it. Because you've got some design impact that way still. So we've talked about painting ceilings. or And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a bold color on the ceiling, just a little bit of color on the ceiling. And now this trim idea. So you... You, you said you hated it originally, yeah, but you did like want to work with color. So somehow you transitioned from I hate it to yeah. I'm going to do it in my new house. Yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? Um, well, the situation was that we have this back porch and it's like a Four Seasons room. It's mm-hmm. heated and everything. It's all windows and it's a lot of light. It's the best light in the house, really, because our house is north facing And we have a lot of trees covering the house, big old oak trees. And so there's really not a ton of natural light that makes its way into the house. Mm -hmm. But this porch is in the back of the house. So that means it's south facing and it's the best shot of any of the rooms to get some serious (laughs) light. Um, And I didn't want to dull that down at all. You know, Jordan said that he wanted color on the wall in there. And right now it's white. And I said, I really want to leave it white, I think. I mean, really amplify the amount of light that's getting into the space. He couldn't do it. He was like, no, that's just so boring. You know, it's not us. It doesn't feel like we have our mark on the space. Right. So hold there, because that is an interesting concept. What you're running into is that conflict, Mm -hmm. you know, for I'm sure it wasn't a throwdown. No, was it wasn't it a, throwdown? a throwdown. Oh, that'd not be interesting yet. on the radio. <laughs> okay, not yet. If it ever is a throwdown, yeah. we'll bring Jordan in. I'm sure it'll be a throwdown for the kitchen, honestly. Okay, well, good. I'm excited for that. But everybody runs into that where we've got different ideas. Yeah. And it can cause a ton of stress in a remodel, in a redecorating project, or anything like that. So working through it and finding ways to compromise are really interesting. And, and that's right exactly now, what happened. I said, how... OK, what if we do both then? Like, what do you mean? I was like, what if? So we'd... you're clearly the hero in this story. Well, of, of course. course. <laughs> <laughs> Would we talk about it on the radio if I wasn't? Um, no, but Jordan 
you know, didn't like the idea of the white walls, but I, you know, brought in his color by saying we can do it on the trim. We've got all this trim around the window still, and it's right outside the kitchen. I wanted to do a color other than white on the kitchen cabinets eventually. We can carry that same color onto the trim in this room, and now we've kind of got a theme that's working its way through the house. And best of both worlds, we've got a ton of light reflecting off the wall still because we can still paint those white like I want. And we can still add some personality into the space, which is what Jordan was really looking for. So I have a couple of questions that I'm assuming other people are going to be wondering, too. First off, what color have you picked a color for the trim yet? I haven't picked the exact color. What are some of the ideas that you're working with? Just so people get it. So green. Yes. A lighter green, kind of like maybe a minty feel, but not like Crayola, you know, it's got a little bit of depth still. Okay. That gives people an idea. So you're thinking about that on the trim. You're going to keep the walls white? Yep. All right. What are we talking about when we talk about the trim? Do you have like uh, French doors or something in there that are going to be painted as well? Are we just talking the window casing and the floor? So window casings, I think there's like a small um, kind of like crown molding in there. Not the big chunky stuff. It's really low profile. And then the baseboards in there are pretty high up. So the baseboards we painted the green and around the windows essentially. Okay. What about the crown? I think that'll still be the green. But we'll have to play that out because it could start to feel like too much, you know? Yeah. I think that's a situation where we could even carry the wall color up over the trim. And that's the other thing with painting the trim different colors is that it doesn't necessarily mean that all of the trim in the space or all of the window casings have to be done that way. You could do it just around the windows or you could do it just around the baseboards It's really just about how it's going to play out in your specific space. How are you going to stop this from traveling through the rest of the home? This is a pretty enclosed area. It's got pretty defined boundaries. There's a doorway into the kitchen, but it's not an open concept by any means. I think it does get a little bit trickier with open concepts. But the rule of thumb is always, no matter what the situation, is that whatever room you enter first is the room that you carry the color or wrap the color around the corner. So if I'm entering from the kitchen, the kitchen trim color wraps around that doorway. And so you only see that color as you're entering the next room. There are so many things you can do. Color can be used. You don't have to just do an accent wall. The 80s and 90s are over. You can do other things. <laughs> Here's a great way to do it. If you have any questions about anything like that, stop out at any Repcolator Port City Paints. We'll walk you through it. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about Haley's new steamer and all the amazing different things it will do. That's all just ahead. Stick around. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Haley, you talked about something. You bought something new. And yes. I'm very excited about it because I love cleaning. I love right, the results you do. of cleaning. <laughs> I love new implements that help me clean and make things even better. Mm-hmm. Right? That might simplify the process. Right. Now, you bought a steamer. Yes. Right? And I don't know anything about this. So you're going to have to just walk us through and I'm going to ask, well, I'm a lot try of questions. To, I'm going to ask good <laughs> questions, but I'm not going to lie. Some of them might be ridiculous because that's how my brain works. But let's just start with describing it for everybody. You know, what exactly are we talking yeah. about here? It's not a it's vacuum a, type steamer. No, it's just a high pressure, really hot steamer. So it's called a Dupre Neat Steamer. That's the model. Neat. Neat like. Yeah. Boy, that's neat. 
Yeah. Like that? Or is yeah, it two or E's? Like, no. That really N- doesn't matter. That's one of those E-A-T. dumb questions. <laughs> okay. So what does it look like? It was like a little... Yeah, it looks like a little white box. Really simple. I liked the design of it, first off. Just like a really dumb reason to buy something. (laughs) (laughs) It stresses the importance of good design, though. Yes, it does. There are people like you who, if it looks cool, they want to own one. Well, I clicked on it because I was like, oh, look at this cute little white box. And then the reviews are really good. And it had all of these attachments. And it got... Really hot, up to 275 degrees, which is higher than a lot of the other ones I was looking at. And it could clean for 50 minutes with just the one fill. And it had really kind of amazing before and after pictures okay. that people had posted in the reviews. So, right. so it so, seemed so, like a good product. That all makes sense. Yeah. You know, I get that. Why in the world are you looking at a... I mean, most people aren't just browsing the internet looking for a steamer. Yeah, I would have never what like, in the world to buy a steamer. No, I didn't either. When you mentioned <laughs> that you bought one... Well, first you mentioned we should talk about it. Yeah. And, and you're then, like, why? Why? Yeah. And then you mentioned that you bought one. I thought, why? <laughs> what in the world had you looking... Well, I know what had you looking, yes. but... What had me looking was my paranoia because of our upstairs neighbors. A few weeks back, we mentioned that my upstairs neighbors had bed bugs. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, really scary. This was before we were, well, as we were moving out of that apartment into our house that we just bought. So I was really worried about bringing anything with me. I wanted to clean everything really well. They had bed bugs. You knew that. Yeah. And then you started noticing little bites. Yeah, I had so, three on my hand. Yep. And then my favorite part of this whole story is that one of the days you just worked from home because you found a bed bug. You texted me and said, I found one now. I literally saw one in my place. I'm going to work from home because I'm grossed out, right? Yeah. The next day, I felt bad for you. I felt bad for you that day. (laughs) (laughs) The next day you came to work and you're telling me the story and you had found it on your work bag, your little bag that you brought with you. And we had just been traveling to all of our stores and that bag had sat in the back of my truck. Yeah. So for the past month now, really, Dan has been extremely Ah, paranoid. (laughs) I wake up at night and get a flashlight out. I'm not joking. I'm looking for bites. I'm looking for bugs. Oh my gosh. You do not have bed bugs. I hope I don't even have bed bugs, really. So you bought the steamer with that in mind because that is free. Once you get that in your head. And really, I think all it was in our apartment was a little hitchhiker that got attached to me in the hallway. And that was, you know, all it took for me to just be (laughs) pedal to the floor. Like, we're cleaning every single thing in this apartment. Just you having them in your apartment freaked me out. So I get that. Yeah. So you bought this steamer with that in mind. And I was still, you know, as much as that did freak me out, Mm -hmm. that's still, man, For I was thinking for one use... You know, right. to kill bed bugs. It's yeah. not going to hopefully be a regular thing for you. Right. If it is, there's maybe another job somewhere else for you. But then you talked about how there's so many other things you can do with this. Yeah. And I was blown away. Well, because so I looked go through it. with the bed bugs in mind. I just wanted to be able to kill them. But then I'm looking and there's all of these attachments to clean all kinds of things. So it comes with 10 different attachments. You can clean things like your car, your grill, uh the grout in your shower, carpet, upholstered things, the walls, the floors. And the reviews you said were great, and they had great before and afters, but we've all been there where we've seen that and it didn't plan out in reality. Mm -hmm. You ran it through the paces from what I understand, correct? I did. You snapped an entire, just crazy (laughs) amount of before and after pictures, right? And Mm -hmm. they were brilliant. And I was so proud of myself because I am 
so notoriously bad yep. at taking before pictures. Well, we did that segment a while yeah. ago, and we stressed that it's so important to do that. Get those before pictures. And you did all of that. Mm-hmm. Did all and, of that. And then something happened with your phone, and it erased them all, is the yep. story. I think you just I didn't do it. I came into work, and my phone has... It's it's a new phone. Yeah. It's saying, hello, I'm a new iPhone, basically. You know, How does that even happen? I don't know how it happens. We can't solve that here. But the bottom That's line craziness. is all of your pictures are gone. Yeah. All of my apps, So we're gonna have everything. to we're gonna have to rely on your truthfulness to help us understand if this really worked. Now yes. what I wanna get to is all the different things you did. I right. wanna know the success level of it. So let's just start. What was the yeah. first thing you tackled? The first thing that I tried it on was the stove. Cause we just got this house and the stove that was in there is white enamel and it's a gas burner. And it had just like black around two of the burners. Sure. A lot of it. Yeah. And honestly, it was so black and burnt looking that I thought that's just metal. It's like the enamel was scraped off or something. And I remembered what That's you what had. That's what I thought I yeah. had on mine. Exactly. I used you moved a real. In, you thought, oh, this is just the way that it is. Found out that with a real heavy duty cleaner, really nasty cleaner. I mean, it'll do it, but yeah. it, it burns. It'll take paint off. All kinds right. of things. I was able to get those cleaned. I'm very curious. How did it work with the steamer? Really well. Really. So no chemicals at all. Just this no hot steam. No chemicals. Hot steam. It wasn't. Hot steam. It was I don't not. Think that, I guess there well, is cold steam, right? There's cold mist. There's still... I don't want to be an idiot, but I've already burned that bridge. Okay. So <laughs> the steam did it, huh? Yes, it did the job. It wasn't magic by any means. I mean, I had to yeah. use some serious elbow grease. elbow grease, but it did come off. It It's all white now. So all right. All right. Kind so of amazing. It worked on that. What'd you tackle next? The next thing that I tried it on was this couch that we just got. Really nice, mid-century couch, really light gray wool upholstery. Mm -hmm. And we had movers do the furniture for us, and we didn't notice it right away, but there's like a big black scuff mark, you know, along the side of the couch. Like they had brushed it up against the truck or something. Mm -hmm. And great. Okay. (laughs) We've got this new wool upholstery to take care of. And I read online that you're not supposed to use chemicals on that kind of upholstery. Just use hot water. Okay. And I'm thinking there's no way that hot water is going to get the stain out. But I thought, well, the steamer might. So I tried it on that. It's still kind there's like a ghost of it, but it's basically gone. So you're dabbing at it with a rag, you hit it with the steam, Mm -hmm. and then dab at it with a rag? Yeah, exactly. That's the process? It didn't smear it? It didn't... No, it didn't smear it. Did you test it or... No, I just went for it. Okay, okay. We'd recommend testing it. (laughs) (laughs) This was your stuff. I don't care as much. But anybody else on our say-so, test that to make sure you're not going to smear it and make it worse. Test a small area. But it did reduce it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... So you were still happy. You have to look for it now. And before it was like... Well, that's there. <laughs> so a thumbs up on that one. Huge thumbs a up. A couple more I things. I really didn't think that was going to be something we could get rid of. Uh, the next thing was the carpet leading up the stairs. Um, it's nice carpet, but there was all these like little black slash gray stains. It was like a cat had run through paint. You know, it was on every single step. It's people carrying coffee up the steps and then they dribble a little bit. No, it was blacker than that. Well, dirt collects in that over okay, time. Okay, maybe, yeah. Who knows, Haley? Yeah, How did it who work? Knows? Did it clean it? It worked really well. Again, it looks like new carpet. I cleaned all of the steps with it, all of the carpet on each step. Kind of amazing. So again, it's still steam it yep. and then hit it with a, a, a rag. 
With that, I didn't really need to hit it with the rag. Like it came up really easily. Came I up under what though? Where did it I, go? Into the air. I don't know. <laughs> 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 it evaporated. Um, yeah, I just used this like little brush attachment. Okay, there's and, a brush attachment. Yeah, there's okay. different attachments. One of them is for carpet or upholstery cleaning, and yeah, I could just like scrub it. It's not putting a lot of moisture going. into the carpet. I think you'd have to stay there for a really long sure. time for it to get like soaked or something. Okay. Um, but it's really high pressure steam, so it does the job pretty quickly. All right. So that moved pretty fast. Yeah. How about one more thing? I tested it on the grout in the bathroom. What was the grout before? Because we don't have that picture. Um, it was definitely white because at the top of the shower where it wasn't dirty, you know, things weren't gathering, it was white. Mm-hmm. But at the bottom, slowly starts to get kind of like that dark black yeah, they probably color. had children. That's where they normally yeah. throw their filth so, to. They did. They have two boys. Yep. See, out. told you. <laughs> that or short people. And I didn't love it for that. It okay. did clean it. Like I could see the dirty water running down. Yeah. But it didn't necessarily get rid of the stain. All right. So it didn't do much for the grout. But what about things like soap scum and did well, you test it, it on that stuff? Well, it cleaned the shower really well. I mean, okay. any of that soap scum, you know, the dirt that was built up in the grout lines, you could see the dirt coming out of everything. I, I, I'm specifically, I want to pull this out of you because it matters so much to me. <laughs> the soap scum. Did, oh, yeah. How easily did that come off? Extremely easily. Like super easy, like magic. That's like where it started to feel like a magic wand. Oh my goodness. The stains and things that I was talking about before were not fun work to do with this. The fun of this thing came when I was just doing general cleaning. That, you know, hard watermarks in the kitchen sink just disappeared. Really? I mean, Those two? the stainless steel kitchen sink looks brand new at this point, just from running the super hot steam over it and then wiping it down afterwards. And it that's was it. amazing. Just run it over exactly. it. Exactly. So you're not scrubbing? No. I want to go back to the soap scum one more time. Not scrubbing. Oh, see, that's a little bit what heaven's going to be like. The soap scum's going to just come <laughs> right off. Like... Oh, I so I so hate the soap scum. It's the 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 eternal battle. I have a great cleaner that I like, but it still takes. I some will elbow say grease. though, the thing about cleaning the stove that I didn't like and the the bathroom that I didn't like is that this thing, when you have the little cleaning nozzle attachment on. It's going through a very small opening at this point, and that steam is loud coming out of that when it's going up against a reflective surface. Oh. I would recommend people wear earplugs. Oh, that's the kids it's wear so earplugs. Loud. The kids wear earplugs already when I clean because I'm yelling about the soap scum. So <laughs> I can handle the blast from the steam. It feels like I was using a pressure washer without, you know, spraying water everywhere. It's just, I mean, there's All a right. lot of steam, but you, you've you've sold me on it. It's the what again? The Dupre Dupre Neat Steamer. Okay, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. We'll put a list of all the different things that you can clean with it. Roughly, what what did it cost? It cost me one fifty, but that was a sale price. Normally, it's listed at one ninety nine. Is it worth one ninety nine? I think so, because it would make cleaning everything so much easier. There's no products to keep track of. I'm not switching the type of cleaner that I'm using from room to room. 
and it's just water. There's no smell. Easy to haul around? Yeah. It was super light. I mean, that's the other thing. This thing is really lightweight. It's got a handle on the top, and it has wheels, so it just drags right behind me, and the hose is super long, too. Did it leak? Anything like that? No No dripping? No burning hot couplings or anything like that? No, yeah. Everything that I was holding stayed, I mean, it wasn't cold by any means, but it did not get super hot. All right. We'll put a link in the show notes for exactly what Haley bought. Check it out. Now, there is one other thing that you could probably do with it that we haven't talked about, but we're going to, and that would be to use it as a wallpaper stripper. Yes. Now, we'll talk about that in just a minute. Stick around. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Haley, last segment we covered your steamer. Yeah, right? my new steamer. All kinds of cool stuff that it can do. And we ended the segment talking about one other thing that potentially could be used for, and that's steaming off wallpaper. Yeah, I really liked the potential of that because it's kind of my biggest fear of putting up wallpaper, which I really want to do for the design impact in a couple spots in the house. But the fear is, okay, I'm not going to be able to strip this off easily if I change my mind in the future. See, now that's a false fear. If you install it correctly... Pulling it down and removing it is not as bad as you think. Okay, that's good. But if it's not installed correctly, it can be a real pain in the neck. (laughs) And a lot of people deal with that. A lot of people hate taking, most people hate taking Yeah, I don't know that many people enjoy it. No, there's a very few people that celebrate when that's on the, you know, list of to-dos for a day or a week or whatever. But wallpaper steaming is one way to get that off, and this steamer would function for that, right? Yep. Um, people in the reviews actually used the floor panel for that because it's the largest attachment, and they said that it worked really well, actually. Right. right. So, with all that said, you know, that's just one more reason to maybe consider that steamer that we talked about in the last segment. Right now, though, let's transition into dealing with wallpaper because people hate it so much, hate the idea of yes. stripping the paper down that we get all kinds of questions. And one of the most common questions is, can I just paint over the paper that's on the yeah, wall? Yeah, it seems like the easy solution, but it's really, I mean, you can tell one. I don't think it ever is convincing that there is not wallpaper there underneath the paint. You can always tell. Right. See, patterns with most papers, most papers are going to have a pattern of some sort on them. And when they're all put together, the pattern hides the seams, right? And the better job you do installing it, the better those seams disappear. Well, the thing is, when you remove that pattern by putting a solid color of paint over it, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden those seams really, really jump out at you. so obvious. So we would recommend, you know, for a number of reasons, not to go ahead and paint over that paper. It's still better to strip it off and go through the work. And we're going to walk you through a real bird's eye view of what that work looks like. Yes. But the seams becoming visible is one reason not to paint over the paper. Another reason is that it makes it way, way tougher to strip that paper down the road. Yeah, now you've painted over it, you've sealed the wallpaper behind paint, so it's even harder now to remove it in the future. I mean, if you change your mind and realize after you've painted, oh, I can see all the seams and this does not look as great, Yeah. now you've made the work so much harder for yourself. Right, and even with a steamer in that instance, mm-hmm. it can be really, really bad. Yep. So one other reason you, you stumble into is that water-based paint could actually potentially activate the paste that's holding the paper on right. the wall, reactivate that, and potentially... You could have that paper bubble up, come loose in a few places, even come down. Now, it's not terribly likely, 
but it is possible. Yeah, you could end up with a mess. Now, if you do decide that you absolutely have to paint that paper, because it can be done. Yeah. And maybe for your situation, it, it, it makes sense. Well, you could just go straight to water-based paint and, you know, roll the dice on that. Chances are you'll be okay. It's not going to take the paper down. Chances are it yeah. won't do that. <laughs> but if you want to completely avoid any possibility of that happening, an oil-based primer would be the way to go. Put that on first right. and then your water-based paint Now over you time. don't have the water seeping in and activating the adhesive under the paper. Right. But with all of that said, I don't want to give the wrong idea. I don't want to encourage this because... It's just not a great system. If you're ever going to want to take that paper down, you're better off to go through the work of removing it now without putting paint over top of it. Yeah. Just making it worse if you put paint on it. Yeah. So when you're stripping it now, because that's the best option, if you're not going to use a steamer like we've talked about, which is a great tool, recommend it. There are other tools that you want to collect. Things like the Diff Wallpaper Stripper. That's a solution that you would spray on. Paper Tiger. It's kind of like a... A scoring tool. A scoring. Yeah. Thank you. The face paper won't allow usually water to penetrate through it. The stripper solution won't get through it. So you've got to score it. You've got to put little holes in it. That's what this paper tiger will do. It will safely do it if you use it in the correct manner. You can use uh, coarse sandpaper to do the same type of thing as well. Yeah, you said there was a painter that used to just scuff. Yeah, just scuff it up with sandpaper. And spray it down. Right. I, I like the paper tiger better. It's a little quicker. But Either one of those things will do. You need a spray bottle to really put that solution onto the wall. We have a pump-up spray bottle, like one of the little garden sprayers, only this is a little tiny handheld one. It's great for stripping paper, but it's also great for just general cleaning. Really like that. Basic tools like that. Get a flat putty putty knife. knife, Lots of towels, drop cloths, things like that, because it can be messy. The biggest thing, you know, we don't have time to go into the whole, here's how you strip the paper down. The biggest thing that people mess up when they're trying to remove wallpaper mm-hmm. is, well, first off, they didn't install it correctly in the first place. Or the people previous to them Right. Didn't. Use a wallpaper sizer. If you're putting paper up, the wallpaper sizer is really critical for removing the paper down the road. But you can't fix that now. So the biggest thing that you can that people do wrong when they're pulling paper down is they just don't give the stripping solution time, time to work. Right. We spray it on the wall and then we want to get at it quicker. And really the thing to do is to score the wall, spray it on and let it soak 15, 20 minutes. Keep it wet. Come back and tug at it a little bit. If it's still not coming off easily, spray it down again and just let it work. Get coffee. Do what you've got to do to let it work. It seems counterintuitive because I'm not doing anything, but it's way better than rushing it. Yeah, I've definitely heard of people not keeping it wet enough as they're trying to work it off, and I think that's a big one. Right, so that's the main thing. The other thing that happens that you really want to watch out for is once you've got that paper off, a lot of the times there's paste residue left on the walls. Right. Water-based paint can react with that, and you can get a texturing problem. So you've got to make sure that you clean those walls down really well, and it might even take a little bit of wiping them down with a thin-down solution of that stripper again. Anyway, we don't have time to go into more of it. If you've got questions about stripping paper, it's not as bad as you might think. It's definitely better (laughs) better to take it off than to paint over it. Stop out at any Repco Light or Port City paint store. Ask us questions. You can go online and chat with us there. We'll get you the answers and walk you through your project. Haley, that's it. That's all the time we've got. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The RepcoLite and Port City paint stores are open until 3, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.